Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. How do Christmas trees get ready for a night out? I don't know. How do they get ready for a night out? They spruce up. (laughs) 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 Oh, I don't know which is better, last week's joke or this week's joke. Hey, at least this one's topical. (laughs) Let's get into it. Welcome to Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Yes, we are, because it is Christmas every day here at Jingle Bells. Happy Christmas, Naomi. Happy Christmas, Bex. I can't believe it's already Christmas. (laughs) I know, I can't believe we're already halfway through the season. Whoa, that's crazy. I know. They, they have, this, this has all gone so far. Well, I say that it's all gone so quickly. <laughs> Maybe I should not speak too soon. But yeah, oh, I yeah. can't believe we're already halfway through. Um, This has been a little fun seasonal special. We're nearly in December. <laughs> Send us pictures of your Christmas trees. Have you got it up yet? It's after Thanksgiving. It's fine. Is it after Thanksgiving? <laughs> it Maybe after it's after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's after Thanksgiving. It's fine. Sorry, I have no idea where anything is. <laughs> uh, yes, it's after Thanksgiving. Um, I'm hoping that my tree is up by now. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll have to try and talk Jingle Boy into it because, uh, you know, he's very passionate Ooh, about when the tree goes up. <laughs> Jingle Boy, it is I, the ghost of Christmas present. And if you want a Christmas present, you should put the tree up. Uh, speaking of trees, mm. we're, we're all about trees today. We really, really, really are. So many trees. So many trees. And yet, when we get into it, not that many trees, as it turns out. Yeah. Today, we're talking about the holiday tree slash the tree that saved Christmas, because this season, all of our movies have at least two names. Yeah, I don't I don't know, because we were like, woo, we're going to go watch the holiday tree. Great. And then we were like Googling the holiday tree, couldn't find the holiday tree. Kept getting, com- getting adverts for something called the tree that saved Christmas. And I was like, lol, that looks hilarious. Oh, it's the same film. <laughs> it's a taste of Christmas. Slash the holiday tree, slash Christmas al dente, slash the al dente that saved Christmas. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we keep getting like double names on these things. I think it might be either the US versus the UK or Europe, or it might just be a trick to get you to watch the same movies twice. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It is indeed a mystery. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, we have some feelings about this. Mm-hmm. And this is probably going to be an episode bit closer to too close to christmas as opposed to mm-hmm. um you know our slight enjoyment of the sister swaps for example but yeah Bex, are you ready for synopsis time <laughs> yeah we'll we'll get into it okay <clears throat> here is my synopsis time jingle i hope you all enjoy <laughs> obviously this is an original song i never do a parody <laughs> Help! I need some Christmas help. Not just any Christmas help. You know I need some wine help. When I was younger, I watched movies every day. Never needed the plot to make sense in any way. 
We're now four seasons in and I am really sure These movies do not have to have a plot anymore Yeah! <laughs> it's so true It's so, so very true um, Okay, in the holiday tree that saved Christmas A woman returns to her Vermont hometown To try and save her family's Christmas tree farm From foreclosure Now if you've been listening to Jingle Bells for the past three seasons, you'll know that we do not love a financial crisis in our Christmas films. It does not help in any way. It does not make them very enjoyable. And Mm-mm. Bex, would you say that this foreclosure plot made it any different? Um, no. <laughs> I would love to say more, but there isn't really much more to say. I mean, this was a 20... I think this movie was like mid 2010s like 20 i want to say 2013 2014 it was 2014 yeah was that like amid a financial crisis i mean aren't we always in the middle of a financial (laughs) crisis in this world you know not to get too political but uh yeah i mean yeah into context um there had been a financial recession at least in the uk if not across the globe in 2008 and 2009 which was still having repercussions in like 2013 and 14 to put it into my life context in 2013 i moved to china because there were no jobs here um because we were still feeling the repercussions of the recession um yeah so that kind of really says it all when you've got to move halfway around the world to get a stable job or at least to feel like you have a stable job then that's not a great sign people don't want to work for free these days <laughs> back in <laughs> my day no one has a job but a house was three pennies and a starburst <laughs> uh, yes yes i couldn't agree more so yeah we just don't love having you know, financial crisis being a center point in any film because it's not a joyful thing. Like, no, you know, when people are desperately searching for money and ways to save their livelihoods in a film, it doesn't really make for a happy time. It doesn't feel very festive. Now, I know that realistically, there are hundreds of thousands of people out there who do have a really hard time at Christmas to mm-hmm. to meet up to the ex the wider societal expectation of what a good Christmas would look like and all of those things and obviously that is incredibly sad and mm-hmm. there should be someone ought to do something about it right <laughs> but not very entertaining viewing no. does it does Christmas movie make you know we want our Christmas movies to be full of happiness and sleds and, you know, fake countries, uh, yeah. you know, not not financial hardship, because it's the point of a movie is to escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Not bring it crashing down on your head, yeah. um, which this film does spectacularly. Yeah. Um, so many yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, you can watch The Holiday Tree That Saved Christmas, which I love, a great title uh, to <laughs> <laughs> put them all, both together the holiday tree that said christmas uh on on various platforms i'm sure though uh, i found it on youtube whoop whoop yeah <laughs> thanks youtube <laughs> i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't pay for it is all i'm saying no, um, definitely not um it was at one point available on amazon but as with everything seasonal they always make it paid or they take it off the platform the moment that like the Christmas spirit hits, which is back in September these days. Yeah. Um, as so. soon as those Halloween decoration, you know, as soon as that Halloween candy goes on sale, Prime's like, remove the Christmas films. <laughs> we need more money. 
<laughs> oh yeah, desperate for money, those people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But before we turn this podcast into a financial crisis, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about our who's who of who's sometimes famous. No. Who's um, who of who could have been but wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so we'll kick off with the most famous person in this film who is uh, Lacey Shabert. She stars as Molly Logan. Uh, you may recognise her as Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls um, alongside Lindsay Lohan um, whose movie Falling for Christmas we reviewed last season and were unfortunately slightly disappointed by. Um, Lacey has also been in Lost in Space, she was in Not Another Teen Movie, and she was in the TV movie series The Wedding Veil, which has six movies, including titles with, such as Unveiled, and, uh, I think, <laughs> Reveiled, I think, I can't remember totally, but crazy. Oh, sorry, I've got it here. The Wedding Veil, <laughs> The Wedding Veil Unveiled, The Wedding Veil Legacy, The Wedding Veiled <laughs> Expectations, The Wedding Veil Inspiration, and The Wedding Veil Journey. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Maybe if we do a future series of wedding bells uh, for Bex's anniversaries, um, we can talk about all of the wedding veils. Maybe it will just do them. a whole series just about these. No, I really don't want to watch that many of this movie. Do you, do you know what the wedding veil is about? Sorry, sidebar. Do you know what the wedding veil is about? I'm it's hoping about it's a about magical, the veil. <laughs> No, it's about a magical, mysterious, antique veil that is fabled to unite its bearer with her true love. No fucking way. Yeah. So wait, it's like so a, these people would be getting married already to someone who was not the right person and then they'd be finding the right person? Is that the premise of the wedding veil? <laughs> yeah. Well, so so the first one is they find the wedding veil and one of them gets married because there's like three friends. Oh, and the okay. second one, right. the second one borrow, goes to Italy with the wedding veil and finds oh. her true love. And then in the last one, it's like she's the last of her friends to get married. And she gets the wedding veil. So sad. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I don't, and then it's like the three other movies are like, well, you already care so much about these people. We'll just ignore <laughs> that the wedding veil is the title of it. And none of these movies are about weddings. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The oh last three are not about weddings at all. It's just like the characters from the earlier things. Oh, yeah. well. Gotta I'm love so, Hallmark. So glad that we highlighted that. Oh. Mm-hmm. That- well, um, moving so anyway, <laughs> we've got Corey Seaver as Lucas. Um, in the last five years, he's been in nine TV Christmas movies, including that's so many. It's <laughs> so many. I'm pretty sure that's how he makes his livelihood. <laughs> yeah, so he's been in Matchmaker Christmas in 2019, Heart of the Holidays in 2020, It Takes a Christmas Village 2021. Christmas Plus One 2022 and Take Me Back for Christmas 2023. I don't know. I really like It Takes a Christmas Village. (laughs) I quite like that. It it would be be better if it was It Takes a Christmas Village people and then you just have like (laughs) (laughs) but with like jingle bells over the top. Oh, love it. Yes. Let's do it. That can be our second like <laughs> follow up to our first rom com. There you go. Yeah, great ideal. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Matthew Kevin Anderson as Ryan. He's been in Supernatural, Travelers, and The Magicians. He's also been in a few TV Christmas movies, including Forever Christmas in 2018, Fixing Up Christmas in 2021, and Lights Camera Christmas 2022. 
Ooh. I know. Uh, that does it, sound very pish. Lights, camera, Christmas. <laughs> That's the kind of joke that I would make at the start of one of our podcast episodes. <laughs> Did you write that film? I wish. It would have been better if I had. I mean, I've not seen it. It might be great. Oh, hey. We'll add it to the ever-growing list of Christmas <laughs> movies. We'll pretend that we'll watch, but won't. Um, well, then let's add a few more. Uh, Jim Thorburn, uh, who stars in this as Walter Dunlap, um, he's also been in a bunch of TV Christmas movies, including Christmas Cookies in 2016, A Family for the Holidays 2017, Marrying Father Christmas in 2018, and Christmas She Wrote in 2020. Marrying Father Christmas? I thought that was what <laughs> next week's episode was. Teaser! <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, and I'm so excited for next week's episode. But before we get there, let's We have to do this week's. This. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Eric Keenleyside as Gordon. He's also been in Supernatural. He was in The Killing and iZombie as well. And then he's been in Christmas TV movies, Trading Christmas 2010, November Christmas also 2010, and A Bride for Christmas 2012. Um, next up, we've got Linny Evans as Betty. She's been in a couple of other Christmas TV movies like Christmas Unleashed in 2019, Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas 2020, and Gingerbread Miracle 2021. That's so funny that she was in time for us to come home for Christmas after I sent you that. <laughs> I I, we'll reshare it, but there was this great reel that I found that was like, she will be home for Christmas. <laughs> he will come home for Christmas. They will come home for Christmas. We are coming home for Christmas. It was like a hundred different movies all with like coming home for Christmas vibes. So good. Mm, it was brilliant. Um, and finally, we have James Kidney as Elliot Bishop. Uh, this actually appears to be his only Christmas movie credit, but he was also in Arrow, Continuum, and Fringe as well. Sweet. He, then he was Lucas's dad. He was Lucas's dad. Okay, cool. He Sweet. was our big bad. I had no idea what anyone's names were throughout this whole movie. That's very Other fair. than Lucas and Molly. So I was like, Gordon, Ryan, G Elliot. <laughs> they, could all, they are all different men that are interchangeable. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the tree count for this again. one oh god, is obviously really weird because it's mm -hmm. set at mostly at a tr Christmas tree farm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we start with two children running through a uh, like you know a, a field of of growing Christmas trees in what mm -hmm. I could only assume is mid March, right? <laughs> <laughs> so now it's always meant to be December. It's never December, mm -hmm. and and there was and there's trees everywhere, but. By our criteria of what mm -hmm. qualifies as a Christmas tree, a Christmas tree is not just a pine tree or a spruce tree, but it is mm -hmm. a tree that is decorative festively. If it is a palm tree with a fucking bit of tinsel on it, that mm -hmm. counts. But if it yeah. is a pine tree with no tinsel, then it does it not count. count. No. For which there was one, maybe two Christmas trees in this entire yeah. film. This entire tight. 90 film had two decorated trees wild i wouldn't really call this a, i would call this a loose 90 to be fair <laughs> yeah that's like a tight 90 is like a ha huh, satisfying at the end of it this mm, was like mm -hmm. oh my god i can't believe i'm only 35 minutes into this movie oh yeah <laughs> yep 
I think I paused it's it like so every long. 15 minutes and I was like, oh, what's happening? Uh, why, uh, why am I doing this? So yeah, not very festive, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's like two Christmas trees. Nothing was decorated until like right at the very end. At one mm-hmm. point, there was a decorated Christmas tree and then she took all the decorations off and yeah. stole the Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, we've never had so Christmas confused. tree kidnap before. It's like, that's a new holiday. I mean, it's ve- a, la, a la the Grinch, I mean, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that doesn't really... That's not normally in our rom-coms. Does the no. Grinch count as a rom-com? Because there is romance in it. Can we talk about the Grinch Ooh. rather than this film? No, no, we should review this film. <laughs> we've already watched it. I guess we should probably try. Um, probably but, try. you know, future note, we could definitely review the Grinch. Anyway, I love talking that away. Anyway, you know season. what I don't love? The holiday tree that <laughs> came home for saving Christmas. Um, yeah, the, the tree count was very, very odd. This whole film was just very odd. Um, yeah. It... <laughs> yeah, so it's like starts off, she's singing to a tree. Fine, whatever. Sure, you're a kid, you can do whatever you want. Her and yeah. her little buddy Lucas, who's definitely not going to be a romantic interest in any way. Mm-mm no 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 uh <laughs> running through the christmas trees singing to trees falling in love with a tree and he was like what are you gonna name the tree and she was like i don't know and he was no, like no. you should call it molly's tree and i was like wow <laughs> great inventive naming there bro <laughs> well, you gonna know. call the tree fucking anything and you're just gonna call it molly's tree well tree what's molly. your dog's name oh it's molly really yeah. like prominent in the future of this film because mm-hmm. um, yeah we do spend about 20 minutes in the past establishing yeah. that Molly loves trees um, which kind of every tree has a story <laughs> does it? do they? do they? I don't know I mean like I mean, I have this, there's one line that really stuck out to me for all of the wrong reasons. And I wonder if you also heard this line and and it made you furious as well. So like Molly's parents, also Molly has a brother called Ryan. We don't meet him in the initial cutscene, by the way. He just gets sprung on us as an adult that we're meant to know that she has this brother this whole time that's not mentioned. Molly's Mm -hmm. parents are at the bank. They're taking out a loan so they can expand the farm. It's what the generations have always done. Great, Mm -hmm. whatever. While she's in there, they're talking about their kids and it's like, oh, you're Lucas's dad and Molly's dad, whatever. And Lucas's dad, Elliot, goes, she's the brightest kid in class. She could be a school teacher or a nurse. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, first of all, this is no disrespect for school teachers and nurses. Your job is incredibly difficult. However, mm-hmm. could you be more fucking gendered with the roles that you were saying that this really bright kid could achieve? Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt very like, oh, or a secretary or a mum, <laughs> and that could be her. Four- Those are your four <laughs> options as a woman. And it immediately yeah. put me on the. I was like, okay, cool. Either he's the bad guy or this entire movie is terrible. Turns out both. Who knew? <laughs> We did, and we should have mm-hmm. just from that alone. Uh, yes, I did clock that. Um, I, I don't know what to say about it more than is it a product of its time? Is it bullshit? Is it both? I don't know. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was very pointed. I mean, to be fair, he was no better with his son who had dreams of becoming a photographer like he was very much a the arts mean nothing cut all their funding yeah. kind of guy um Boo. i know right 
<laughs> Ooh, too topical. Um, and I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't really want to give it too much thought because, to be honest, it's not even like Molly really pushed the boundaries of what she could be. Like, apparently, you know, it's set up that she had an Ivy League education which meant that she could have gone into something like journalism or she could have probably, if she had an Ivy League education, get like a book deal straight off the bat anyway. So I don't know, like some of it was that crushing reality that your dreams might not come true. But then there's also that crushing reality of give up on your dreams and try like not the easy thing, but just try like the yeah. normal thing, the normal path to the least have a wage. Term, the path of yeah. least resistance. A hundred percent. And that's that yeah. felt very much like what she did. And that came back around when she was like berating Lucas about the fact that he didn't go to New York with her. Um yeah. you know, because he turns around and I think this is a really, really good moment for him when he was like, and you know, what about your life? what did you achieve in the end? Are are you living the life of your dreams? And she's like, well, no, I'm actually assistant to this big, powerful, like, bookseller, book editor, whatever Mr. Dunlap is in the end. And I'm like, yeah, to be fair, Molly, like, it's not as easy as just being like, well, we had this dream and you didn't come with me, so now we didn't achieve anything. And, you know, your dad was right all along. I should have just become a school teacher. Like, yeah, it's... I don't know. I really didn't. Yeah. And then I think as well, it was like the thing where um, they yeah, they were chatting and she was like, you left. And he was like, well, you left. Like, yeah. she, and she did leave. <laughs> she, he was in the hometown. You're in New York. You left. He might mm-hmm. have, end, you know, the relationship might have ended because, you know, he decided to stay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I don't think an ultimatum is fair. I no. do think that that's right. You don't give an ultimatum to someone you love. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. if a uh, wedding boy my husband was like i need to go to wherever to do drum stuff i would be like i'm so sad and i will miss you so very much and come back please soon once you've finished your thing but i support you and your decisions and i'm not going to be like we have to stay in the same city otherwise you don't love me like that's just Mm -hmm. i didn't like lacy molly sorry her name her real name is lacy her (laughs) character's name is molly i didn't like molly i didn't really like lucas her mm-hmm. boss was nothing. He seemed to have no yeah. initiative or free thought. His two daughters were terrifying teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her mom was cool. Her mom was fine. Like, everyone in this film was kind of fine. I think... Yeah. I don't know, the most endearing character, and even then you're kind of like, eh, was maybe her brother? who yeah. was like was a brother and <laughs> just calling her out on her shit being like yeah well you left him you broke up with him like that's yeah you know and that seems to be the general consensus is that she <laughs> oh this is she's the one bad. who yeah. left yeah well she right you know in classic chris's fashion ruined her chance at happiness with this man because obviously you can only have happiness with a man in christmas land uh-huh. um up until at least 2020, I think. <laughs> and we were allowed yeah. to like let other people uh, figure yeah, out Yeah, you could happiness. then be a lesbian and have happiness with a woman. <laughs> yeah. Except <laughs> not in happiest season. Not in nope, happiest season. No, no. <laughs> Bad. But yeah, like, this, I don't know. She was... She was set up at the start. Like, so we meet Molly in the future. She's sitting on a bench. She gets shat on by a bird. Not really sure why mm-hmm. that has to happen. 
she spills her coffee all over her precious stories. Um, oh, no. And, you know, you can tell that she's supposed to be, like, clumsy, quirky, a la, like, Zoe Deschanel in New Girl kind of yeah. thing. Except for the fact that Lacey Shabert is a bit too polished to pull that yeah. off in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, no wonder she's so fucking clumsy. She was wearing 20-inch heels and no <laughs> tights in the middle of a snowstorm. I was like, yeah, I would be falling over on these icy pavements too. Jesus. <laughs> Hey, it was the fashion in the mid 2010s, right? To yeah. dress like you're going to a club, but you're actually going to work. Like- oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to a club. Oh no, but then the, also the opposite is true. Like work mm-hmm. fashion was dressing like you're going to a club, and club <laughs> fashion was pencil skirts and peplum tops with a statement necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, was yeah. pre jeans and a nice top. Only just, but it was pre jeans <laughs> and a nice top. And it really came through in this film so many mm-hmm. times. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so she's supposed to be like this quirky girl. And, you know, seeing as she thinks that every tree has a story, that's not surprising to me. And and she's working in this like book office. Like, I'm sure she's supposed to be working for some kind of like famous book, like publishing house. Because they keep saying Bradbury. They don't talk about what the business do at any point at all and and like it wasn't until the end of the movie where he was like unless you're gonna go over to one of my competitors that i was like oh they're booksellers okay (laughs) it's like was never brought up or addressed in any way but she's somehow his like assistant but she doesn't ever seem to like do much assisting aside from babysitting right which is obviously what a woman is good for so that makes sense like sorry i mean yeah it was of course oh she did end up as a secretary oh shit (laughs) <laughs> yeah she's, oh, no. she's a secretary yeah she's like walter's secretary who goes and looks after you know does go and do this christmas shopping and wrap these presents and look after my kids and bring home dinner and whatever and i was like i mean okay but like i don't really i don't really know what this is meant to be i mean it's a nothing job she had a nothing job a nothing like mm-hmm. I think this is also this clumsiness, not to bring it back to something we've already touched about, but like in the mid 2000s, clumsiness mm-hmm. was the default flaw you gave yeah. to a hot female lead. Mm-hmm. Whoops, I just slipped over. <laughs> oh no, he caught me though. Ha! <laughs> right. And that was like, you're beautiful and stunning. Your hair is never out of place. You're wearing full makeup, even if you wake up in pajamas. Like mm-hmm. that is what you look like all of the time. You're a bit of a bitch but you fall over sometimes. So that makes you okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to make you endearing. You can't just be a bitch. I mean, imagine. Oh, God. Whoa. (laughs) Having an actual... Just one personality trait? Yeah. No. Um, Honestly, like, at various points, I felt like Molly and Walter had more chemistry than Molly and Lucas. And there was a point... I was... (laughs) Yes, I agree. Right? And there was a point at which I had in my notes, I was like, I swear to God, if her boss proposes, I will lose my fucking mind. And like, I was so, it it was dicey. Mm. It was so dicey in the middle of that film up until the last 20 minutes when Molly and Lucas kiss out of nowhere. 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 Absolutely nowhere. (laughs) Absolutely nowhere. I was a hundred, I was like, I, I, well, I, okay. What I thought was going to happen after watching the first 10 minutes of this film, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, Lucas is dead, right? That's her tragic backstory. <laughs> they went to New York and Lucas died. A pigeon ate him or something. I don't fucking know, right? 
That's why she was so upset when a bird pooped on her shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, and then this guy is ignoring her or whatever. And he's going to be like, no, you can't leave. I need you. And she'll mm-hmm. be like, well, if you need me to do this work, I can do it. But you're going to have to come with me to Vermont with your two terrible mm-hmm. teenage children who get everything that they want and are super spoiled. Mm-hmm. And like, and then they would all go there together, and she would teach her the small. He, she would teach him the value of a small hometown Christmas. Woo! Mm-hmm. And that would be like the thing of the film would be like taking a break from work and realizing how important your family is and how much mm-hmm. you're gonna miss of your kids growing up. If blah 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 blah, and that was gonna be like her thing of like, I haven't been back since Lucas passed away. I just couldn't bear to face it. Oh, right, and that would have been yeah. the tragedy. I wasn't expecting economic uh, distress though maybe I should have because they were, the first scene was like with a bank also when they left the bank I know I'm jumping all over the place but when no, they left the bank they, they would like signed the deal and then as they're leaving the bank the, the dad's like I don't know whether I should have signed that I was like well you maybe <laughs> maybe think of that before you take the loan right that is not a conversation yeah. for post you've accepted the loan mm. already no no yeah. 100% yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot I mean I also thought that they were going to get together because she was so, like, mean to Lucas in that restaurant. That I th- sorry, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that Molly and Walter were going to get together because she was so mean to Lucas in the restaurant. And I was like, why are we still pursuing this, like, childhood sweetheart thing if it's very yeah. clear that they don't really want to be together? Like, he seemed to be into her still, but there was no chemistry. There was no indication no. that they should really got together. Like genuinely, you know, she's essentially raising these kids. Her boss is talking to her mum, mooning over like how good she is with the kids and like how much they love her. And they keep just randomly showing up at her house and asking to like yep. stay with her. It's crazy. But then instead her boss buys the Christmas tree farm at the end and saves yeah, Christmas. I, like I think he become right. Okay, so this is the thing. It is not the tree that saved Christmas. No. It's money. Money saved Christmas. <laughs> Capitalism once again. The hero of the day saving Christmas. And also, didn't really save Christmas because no. now all that's happening is that fucking dickhead bank manager, Lucas's mm-hmm. da, right? Who's like miserable because his wife divorced him. Probably she divorced him because he's miserable, right? Yeah. And it, like he's being all angry and he's got like curmudgeonly evil gut villain music behind him every scene that he's in and whatever. <laughs> and he's laughing with the mayor after doing some devious deeds and all of that mm-hmm. kind of shit. And like he still gets paid, right? He still yeah. gets the money. He just gets it from a different source. Mm-hmm. Well, he wins. And also, also, I don't think that what they were trying to do is necessarily about because Lucas was like, Look, this is gonna, you know, the whole community, there's a recession happening. The whole Mm. community is like, is struggling. Businesses are like doing really badly. If we can sell this place and build a resort, this is 400 jobs to the local area. That is not nothing. That is a significant amount of work for these local people. And she's like, you're a bastard. I was like, what is, how is what he's doing evil? Like, how is he the bad guy here for being like, Uh this business is clearly not succeeding at what it is that you're doing. Also, I don't know why mm-hmm. you need so many acres of land if there's only like 200 people that live in this fucking town. Yeah. If you've got 200 people in the town, you need 50 trees, right? That's how many you need. You don't need acres and acres and acres of Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I just, to the point where ugh. like they hadn't really created any draw for people to come to the tree farm to buy extra trees. Nope. Like, you know, they weren't <laughs> doing any additional marking. And then suddenly 
after the town meeting where you know her brother has successfully delivered a presentation it looks like the town council are on board and then she doesn't turn up on time nope she drags them outside yeah not allowed a field that she's just filled with like tea lights with plastic bags over them i think i'm not really sure i have no idea <laughs> and everyone's like it's so amazing molly you saved christmas and you're like no she didn't ryan saved christmas ryan put yep. together the presentation <laughs> ryan's yep. like made their home a historic landmark which is also like not a bad selling point not a bad tourist draw but like you guys aren't actually helping your family save the tree farm you're not helping to promote the tree farm you're not helping to promote the business you're not like coming up with ideas for you to sell extra trees which is what you need to do not just make it some kind of monument that you live on like yeah two things two things on that first of all it always makes me laugh so much when they're like, this is a heritage site and it's like 200 <laughs> years old. And I'm like, wow, I've taken dumps in toilets older than this bloody, uh, this, than, uh, you know, sometimes I forget how young America is as a country, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Their, their version of anything historical is anything past like the 1950s. They're like, wow, mm. so old. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, you see it all the time in like ghost hunting shows and stuff and they go around Mm. this like, they're like, this building is from 1894. And you're like, that is not old. That's like Mm. just over 100 years old. And they're like, whoa, history. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. I forget that like history is very different depending on the context that you're in. But also what Mm. historic value does your family home Mm. add to the town? Yeah, like it's your home. It's not like it's open to the public. Mm -hmm. you can't be like well our family's lived here forever it's a heritage site also 200 years realistically is like two maybe three generations of people yeah and that's the other thing as well like and i know that it's pre uh a lot of like it's pre 2020 so it wasn't necessarily as big a discussion or big as mainstream discussion anyway but they're uh settlers so they are I don't know, their heritage is colonization. And you're kind of like, who did you take this land from? Who did you rob it from? And why are we going to glorify that and, again, memorialize that in your log cabin that probably drove a bunch of people off the land that they'd lived on for more than 200 years? Mm, Mm -hmm. Very uncomfortable, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, well, from now anyway, like, I guess in 2014, it probably wouldn't have been as, I don't know, something that people had been as conscious of. But even still, it made me go, "Mm, is that something we want to promote? Is it? Yeah. Icky. Mm -hmm. Icky, icky. icky. Because also, they're supposed to be of Scottish heritage as well. And the people that would have then gone to settle, you know, not necessarily by default, but would have been driven off their own land in the Highlands, potentially. Yep as yep. well so you're like ah, oh, mm-hmm. good it's colonization on colonization woo yeah yeah mm. oh i know i, know. I just it, this was such a slog because i didn't like her mm-hmm. she's fine molly was fine but like walter should have been the main character right not that i think yeah. he was significantly better he wasn't a better actor or anything but i just think the story is better if it follows uh a widower like a widowed guy 
who mm-hmm. has two young daughters that he finds it hard to connect with because he's got to work so much and whatever and he relies so heavily on this assistant that he has and she has an emergency come up and he's like what am I meant to do without you and she's like well, you don't have to be without me but you have to be in Vermont let's go right and they yeah. go over to Vermont and he sees like how it would be to live if you didn't have loads of money and this sort of like small community of of, uh, the town that Santa forgot or whatever, which I thought was a really great justification (laughs) for why they couldn't convince these businesses to put up Christmas lights in June or July or whatever they Mm -hmm. were filming throughout the year. Um, You know, was just go, oh no, they're all depressed so they don't put Christmas decorations up and it's like, okay. And then you follow Walter's story of him learning the true meaning of Christmas, of family and togetherness Mm -hmm. and not business deals also super weird to have a business deal that has to close on on christmas when you are a book publishing company i know i know (laughs) what excuse me Uh, who what (laughs) yeah like those people don't wrap things up so they can have at least two weeks off i mean come on yeah those two the two daughters whose names i don't know right Eh. They are like so there to like move the plot forward, right? They're mm-hmm. like, you have a look like you've got a boyfriend. I was like, don't even know what that means, but <laughs> sure, okay. And then they like steal her notebooks and a flashlight, and they are reading her notebooks, even though she mm-hmm. said no in the yeah. middle of the night and like crying over Molly's tree is ill, Ugh. right? And they're crying. Can I just say how much <laughs> of my worst nightmare it would be for have anyone read a notebook that I use for like drafting oh, yeah. stuff in? That is mm-hmm. g- genuinely gave me the fear uh, when mm. they were like reading that stuff. I was like, you should not be reading through someone's journal or diary or whatever. Like no. that is not cool. Mm-hmm. Big invasion of privacy and also mm-hmm. gave me the fear as well. Because like, you know, my notebooks sit in my office. They're out. They are out. And it is a genuine fear that someone will come in one day. Like, who the fuck's going to take this home and have the interest anyway? Like, I know that. Realistically, I know that. But it could happen. Someone could sit down and read my notebooks and I'm like, that's all of like my private thoughts and feelings and you know, really shit bits of poetry that aren't ready to be <laughs> shared yet. <laughs> yeah. Poetry that's going to live in this book forever and I'll never yeah. ever ever do anything with. Yeah. But that's yeah. fine. That's okay. It can live there. It's not harming yeah. anyone. You know, like a tree. It's just sitting there, yeah. waiting for the moment. It's just sitting there. Are you sure your notebook isn't the notebook that saved Christmas? Just oh. by sitting there. Oh, it could be. It could be. Yeah. I have a question for you. Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. How do you think they thought that this tree was the thing that saved Christmas in this movie? <sighs> enough to determine that that would be the title. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Because also, I, I'm confused. Like, I understand how... <laughs> We're supposed to believe that Molly recognizes tree Molly with like this gash on her trunk and whatever. But I'm like, we've not been, we've not established at any point that anything is magical. We have no nope. magical being. We have no like random Santa figure who's like delivered the tree and brought it to Molly's attention that it's a magical tree. Oh my God. Yeah. Like what a coincidence. Like it is literally just coincidence that she has found this tree and she believes it's the tree from her farm. Honestly, I'm worried that Molly has just lost it. Like she's yeah. so stressed out that she is deluded and believes that this tree has found her. How did the tree get there? Why has it come from this farm in Vermont? 
if it has come from the farm in Vermont and they're able to do business in the city and sell all of these trees, why are they in Fanfuncture? Yeah, like why why is this happening? Maybe uh, it's only because a few of the tree only a few of the trees have good <laughs> needle retention. I know. Which I think was something oh. she said that was like <laughs> You're a real tree expert, Molly. Like, is she? Like, what? What does anyone And then mean? she stole the tree. And then she kidnapped the tree. The tree didn't save Christmas. In her high Christmas. heels. Yeah. She's carrying this fucking massive tree in mm-hmm. her high heels in New York. Going yeah. to her car. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought most people in New York didn't have cars because you got the subway everywhere and because it New York New York traffic's a nightmare. I mean, hey, I'm driving here. Would it be more interesting had she been taking the tree on the subway and like we'd watched her in a montage just with the tree in various spots in New York? That probably would have made me happier. But yeah, I just don't understand because again, like to have these sort of miracles that bring people back to their hometowns and this kind of thing and like drive the plot you need some sort of like outside magical force to at least sort of create that or suspend that realism and like yeah. have you go oh i see the tree was brought to her by santa to bring her home and show her that like coming home yeah. cuz like if lucas had died and that had been her tragic backstory and the tree had found her like, it would have been a case of, like, oh, it's a sign to go home and, like, heal. And, you know, if she hadn't been home in, I don't know, one, yeah. two, ten, five years, whatever amount of time it has been that she's been, like, I can't face going home. I haven't seen my parents and all of this kind of stuff. I would have mm-hmm. understood a bit more. Or, like, you know, say it was, like, Lucas's spirit reaching out to her through the tree at some point. Yeah, like, or, like, you know, maybe there was, like, a little thing on the tree that was they, like, carved in when they were kids yeah. that was, like, Molly, whatever her surname is, Hart, and then Lucas, whatever his surname was, right? And that was, yeah. like, the little thing. And she's, like, decorating the tree. She drops one of the decorations as she's, like, scrambling around. She looks at the trunk of the tree and there's yeah. the little heart and she, like, cries and whatever. And her boss is, like, what the fuck's going on? Mm. You know? Yeah. That could have worked. Yeah, I mean, it would have been things. more substantial than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tree Molly, you've come out of nowhere. Guess I gotta take you home, steal you from this family that I'm supporting. Like, what? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wild. But yeah, I, I don't know. Because also, after she takes the tree home, it literally just sits in her parents' house undecorated until the teenagers come in and decorate it for her. Yeah. Like, at no point does she keep revisiting the tree. Like, the tree is so nothing mm-hmm. after it being made to be so significant that you're like, well, what was the fucking point? Yeah, 100%. What was the fucking point? Summary of this movie. <laughs> I also, I just didn't like Molly. I thought she was a dick. Yeah. Yeah. She was mean. And she was angry. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. if you're angry at yourself, that's fine. But like, Go and have some therapy. Don't take yeah. it out on everybody else around you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we may have reached a natural conclusion talking about this. I hope so. This movie sucked. <laughs> what, uh, what rating are you giving it? How many Christmas trees out of five? I'll give it as many Christmas trees as was in it. One. I would agree with that. I would heartily yeah. agree with that. 
That tree might have saved Christmas, but it couldn't save this movie from a terrible review. And speaking of terrible movies, yeah, I am so excited for next week because it looked like a steaming hot pile of garbage. Yay! Uh, Yeah, you can join us next week where we're going to be back talking about Santa's second wife. Whoa, Santa's second wife. Not his first wife. No, no, no. His second wife. We don't. We don't talk about her. Santa's first wife. We do not address. Mm -mm. No. Though I am sure from the trailer that we are going to address it just a teeny tiny bit. A little bit. We're definitely going to talk about it a little bit. (laughs) Oh, from the trailer, the costuming looks dreadful. The makeup Mm -hmm. awful. The beards diabolical the plot what non-existent yeah oh dear i'm very excited that'll be fun yes so you can join us next week for uh, more festive frolics and uh bashing of terrible christmas movies with uh, (laughs) naomi and myself if you are looking for a marvelous uh, christmas present to buy for your friends and family this year then why not check out naomi's new book that's coming out uh, it's very exciting. <laughs> Do you tell us a little bit about your new little project, Naomi? Yeah, um, I'm very, very excited. I've been working with a local printer slash bookshop uh, type wronger books who are amazing as always, and they did a really great job. So I have a small booklet with my Kitchen Love Poem series, and the, the book is also called Kitchen Love because why not? And I'm going to be doing the launch in Edinburgh on december 6th if anybody local is listening and you'd like to come along that would be amazing i'll be at type wronger books from 7 p.m with some local writers poets and musicians including mike yule lauren galligan jade steen and laura mcpherson as well so it's gonna be lots and lots of fun um yeah i'm very excited to share with everyone it's been a long process such a long process so if you have any uh cooking fans or poetry fans in your family Mm -hmm. uh, then this might be a lovely little gift to get for them to to put in their stock in this christmas wrap up and put underneath the magical tree and you never know (laughs) maybe that tree will save christmas we can only hope We can't, well, hope and pray, hope and pray. Uh, As always, you can find us at Jingle Bells Pod on Instagram. Do keep us in touch with all of your festive thoughts. And if you find Mm -hmm. anything ridiculous that you think we need to see, send it to us because we might have seen it, but maybe not. Ooh, who knows? We love recommendations. We love them. We live for them. (laughs) Yes, we do. Live and die by the Christmas movie recommendations. Well, Bex, thank you so much for doing this. This has been a lot more fun than watching this film. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Naomi. <laughs> and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Santa, I've been good this year. Make your list and check it twice. I'll leave you a note right here. Underneath.